What's up, y'all? Welcome to Sensibly Cynical. Today, I am set to be joined by Zondo. He is the lead singer of the band Scarlet. These guys are out of the Midwest. Um, this was an awesome conversation, and uh, I know for a fact that you will enjoy this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Zondo. And joining me now, the lead singer out of the band Scarlet, Zondo. What's going on, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. How's it going? <laughs> going good it's going good thank you for joining me thanks for having me yeah so uh first off where are you guys where are you guys like based how do you guys get started uh, we're based out of wisconsin scarlet started i don't even remember the year but it must i was what i just graduated college so it was 2019 so i'm, I'm bad at math since 2019 it's been going on and, uh yeah it's just been a ride ever since still we're still still on the ride you know mm-hmm. it's a never i feel like music's a never-ending ride no, I mean, I mean, I guess it really depends on what your goals are. Like, if you're happy just playing in your town or, you know, not really leaving, then I guess, like, I mean, yeah, like, the ride's not over, but it depends where you're trying to go. You know, the bigger the goal, the longer the ride's going to um, Talk about the beginnings of the band, how it got created, all that. Man, I gotta go back to that. Uh, let's see. Well, I felt like there was a, there was a big, what is it, in Wisconsin, it doesn't really seem like there's too many, like, original bands, like, the original scene isn't really that big, mostly cover bands, and anybody will back me up on that that's from Wisconsin or has tried to do music here, but, um, I don't know, I just kind of saw that as, like, an opportunity in the market to, like, you know, if there aren't that many original bands, well, then you don't really have too much to go against, you know, Mm -hmm. so we played our first show, (laughs) our first show paid us $50, and uh, it was at some hole in the wall, and back in like my home, uh, my hometown. But uh, I had a deal with them. I told them like, "Hey, I'm like starting up this band. We need shows. We need exposure. So, uh, like, what was it? It was like pay us three hundred dollars total for six shows. So each time they'd get fifty bucks, but we got a guaranteed six shows. You know, right? I think." that right when you're starting off i think exposure is a lot you know and just like getting used to being on stage and figuring out what works and what doesn't and it also gives the bandmates like uh something to look forward to you know like you're not just practicing in the basement forever you got like something to work towards your debut album was split from reality right so i know you just said you're making you know not too much to start so how was like it getting traction up there so the album came out in June of 2019, but and I, I, I had written it when I was 21, so I recorded it when I was 21, and I, we went to uh, Sweetwater Studios in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, so it's it's actually like, for me at least, because I wrote all the music, it's a really old album, and i just been sitting on it because I was going to college in Milwaukee, so I was like, well, I guess I'm a believer of every timing is everything so i um just sat on it and sat on it until i figured it was the right time i graduated college and i was like all right now we can do this full time we're gonna make it happen uh so yeah i mean i don't know if that answered your question (laughs) we were just briefly mentioning i mean that song what was it memories i mean that's done pretty well on youtube they got you some traction from people right they're like oh this song's pretty cool it's pretty laid back i just listened to it it's pretty laid back pretty chill i like the you know the vibes is that how you kind of, it kind of, that song kind of helped you? 
Oh yeah, that definitely helps. So, uh, so I guess a continuation of it. Well, actually, that was the first song I ever wrote, like ever, ever. So I was like seventeen, and yes, it's about a girl. Like <laughs> all teenage songs are. So I, I just happened to hold on to that one for all these years, and then uh, put it on the album, and uh, that was the song that got the attention of the record label that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it did. It did pretty well on Facebook. I think we were at like ninety, ninety-eight thousand streams or something like that. I'm not really sure. I don't, you know, it, it was a while ago, but that definitely was the song that got um, the attention, and then it got us our audition for the record label. I think that was well. That was that same summer. Everything happened really quickly, right? And it seemed like it was just gonna like take off, and then you know, COVID happened. And it kind of you. Mm-hmm. It's really all about like momentum and traction. It's just kind of we're just coming out of COVID now, so it's about building up that traction again, and mm-hmm. just hopefully you know you can build up enough steam to make something happen again. So who were the other members of the band? Uh, as of right now, it's just me and uh, Luke Barant, uh, aka the LA Viper. That's his stage name. Uh, we met in undergrad at Milwaukee. We had a class together, and I told I told them this, and I also said this in a different interview last year. They were like, so how'd you two meet each other? Like, did you guys know that you were going to be doing music together? Like, were you instantly friends? And I was like, to be honest, this kid sat next to me, and I thought he looked like an active shooter, so I figured I'd try to be his friend. So that, so that when, when everything came down to that day, I'd be okay. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I told him that, and he... Like the first time he ever heard it was when we were on camera. And I, he's like, wait, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah, man, I thought you were an active shooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, I mean, it's nothing to be, that's, that's a serious matter, but you know what I mean. This is, it's a kind of a crazy story. Yeah, it's like, you, basically, I guess the way that you could frame that little story is that you never know who you're going to meet. And I guess you should always try to be polite to everybody because now I'm in a band with this kid and I've been in a band right. with him for years. Yeah, so um, are you? Uh, so, what was your influences like musically? You grew up, obviously, you just talked about your Wisconsin. So, I'm trying to think of is the grunge scene pop? Is the metal grunge scene popular out there? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's like little pockets of metal around. Uh, there's pockets of rock music, but I mean, I'm trying to think about like how I would say what Wisconsin's like. And country, right? That's my guess. Yeah, I mean, country music is kind of always a big deal. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of seasonal, though. It's kind of like a summer thing. And mm-hmm. What's your influences musically, like your personal favorites? I mean, so growing up, I didn't know that there was anything other than country music. Uh, <laughs> that Well, I'm also Mexican, so I didn't know anything other than Mexican music and country music. Wait, so how did you get and into then, the rock scene? This will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, one day, and keep in mind, like, I was like, I'm, this is all, like, when I'm pretty young, so, um, what was it? I, my mom brought home a DVD of Saturday Night Live's, like, greatest musical performances, and so I was watching it, and to me, it was, like, all, it was, like, revolutionary, because I didn't know that there was anything other than Mexican and country music, so, uh, the one performance that really stuck with me was Billy Joel's, uh, what was it? Only the Good Die Young, and I, I guess, like, that's, like, a form of rock and roll, like, it's kind of, like lighter rock but i don't know i guess it just really resonated with me so uh geez up until maybe 2013 so like i'm fairly like 
new to this whole thing, but um, up until like 2013, 2014, I listened to classic rock music, and it never really got heavier than like Guns N' Roses, so like that's not very heavy. Avenged Sevenfold came out with Hail to the King, and I don't know, that just, that totally put me on a new path, and I started listening to like harder music, <laughs> and yeah, so basically since 2014, I've been listening to like, you know, heavier rock music. Are you a big uh, Disturbed guy? Yeah, I like Disturbed. Yeah, I, I could actually tell some uh, hints of Disturbed in your uh, in your voice, actually. Oh, that, that's a compliment. Dude. It's a huge compliment. I love Disturbed. What was it about, back to Vince Sevenfold, what was it about them that, like, was there anything else about them that you were like, all right, I want to do what, because just listening to them and actually wanting to, to do what they do is a big step. Yeah, well, I, I grew up uh, taking music lessons, so I, I knew how to like, play music, and I had always, um, well... I've been playing guitar and learning how to play all that classic rock music, so it's not really too different. Uh, but what was it? I guess the thing that I really liked about A7X was that it was just like the songwriting. Like it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't usual. It, it was itself. Like you know, you know, like an Avenged Sevenfold song when you hear it. It does like all this quirky kind of stuff, and uh, I don't know. I guess to me that just seemed cool. I wanted to try it out. Granted, like, my music isn't, like, as extreme as that, but, yeah. Also, M. Shadows, he, like, when he, his melody lines, mm -hmm. the music is really good at creating tension and then releasing right. tension. So you started it, so how, how did you go upon getting people to join you? Was it just friends out of school? Oh, oh gosh. Okay, so my, what was it? The drummer was my brother. He's not in the band anymore, but he was, he, he's my brother. He not was, he is my brother. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, oh, is this taking a dark turn? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. No, he, yeah, he's, he's my brother. And then, uh, you know, I was, I needed somebody and I, I didn't really know anybody. So I go on Craigslist and I, I find some guy and who also like was friends with a bass player. So I found, so basically this band is formed off of Craigslist and, and that bass player left and went on Craigslist and found another bass player and he stuck around for a while and then that guitarist left and then I ended up bringing in uh, Luke, LA Viper from mm -hmm. school and then my brother left and then we got a guy off Craigslist and that, it's just been like, there's been a, well, I mean, I don't know, I guess if you think about it, the band's been around since like 2000, gosh. Hey, 2017 is what I read, but you would know, you're the, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, when you're doing it for, yeah, well, I mean, it seems like you've been doing it for a while, uh, uh, kind of like track of time, but yeah, the band's gone through a lot of different lineup changes since mm -hmm. 2017. I feel like that happens a lot with these like bands, you know, some of these bands, they just go through reiterations like, um, you know, you can go on a laundry list of bands that I've just like the one per like the lead singer is is the same, but everyone else around them is like you know ever changing. And sometimes that's good, you know, to get different styles. Right. Well, you can you can see in our our music videos that like every video has like a different right. person in it, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of cool though. At the same time, like it just shows that you're like multifaceted. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Well, I think I think that really speaks volumes to like the dedication. Well, I mean, I guess I'll just say my dedication because I'm the only original member. But, you know, it says a lot of, to the dedication to the craft because, you know, how easy it is to just stop when things aren't going in your way. Like, oh, we, we lost the drummer. All right, we're going to we got to replace them. We're not going to stop, you know. Mm -hmm. So talk about this Danger Zone remake. Like, I guess not really a remake, but it's a cover, right? Why that song? Oh, because I so I grew up on that movie, Top Gun. And uh, yeah, I knew that they were coming out with uh, 
the top top gun 2 maverick or whatever and they keep postponing it but it was supposed to come out in july so that's why we released it on like the same day the movies were to come out and they postponed it for next summer but that was a lot of fun and that was really hard to sit on because we shot that in december and it comes out in july so it was hard like i just had to watch it on my phone every once in a while and be like this is so cool like i i really want people to be able to see this but you know i think it was received pretty well um how, how long was that in the works from start to finish oh man that came together in like a month like doesn't really take too much time to throw stuff together. You know, back in the day, um, there used to be, I mean, I guess people still do it now, where they used to basically uh, make copies of C- they, well, CDs, but they used to, you know what I'm trying to say, like give copies of songs to people for, like, friends to listen to. How did you catch fire, like, getting people to listen to it? Oh, man. Well, I guess I kind of took a, took a play out of Avenged Sevenfold's playbook because, uh, so essentially what, I, what I've been doing or what I did was... Uh, you make it seem larger than life. So you don't like, what is it called? You don't uh, put out content that makes you look anything that is not larger than life. So, and granted, like, you know, people got to work with budgets and everything, but like our first, all of our music videos, except for the last two have been made for free like you can do this stuff you just it's really paying attention to detail and after a while people start to take notice because the product's good Mm -hmm. it's all about branding i i mean i I, sorry to like make it sound like it's all about like business and stuff (laughs) well what you're going into you know you said you're going to be in the lawyer so you know all about business you know business sense i mean i'm learning I (laughs) i did my undergrad in advertising I pretty much I'm gonna guess the answer to this question, but you could talk about this cruel summer. Uh, was that like a the quarantine? I mean, it gave it away. So we just bored sitting at home, and you were like, "All right, let me make this uh, like cruel summer anthem or whatever." Uh, do you, Do you know about that song? I just looked it up. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a cover from like the '80s. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a cover. So it's from the movie Karate Kid, like the original. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, uh, it's, so it's by Bananarama, and it doesn't sound anything like our version. We actually like made a rock version out of it. Like a little, put a little pizzazz to it because you were bored because of the quarantine? Something like that. But then also I found out that Cobra Kai, like season three was coming out, and I was like, oh, we gotta, gotta do it. And uh, so that took about a month. I, mm-hmm. I don't mean, like, these things happen so quickly. Yeah, it seems like it with you, man. Not just you, like everybody I've, I've talked to lately. It's just like... It's like things coming together real quick. And now with social media, like things can happen really quick overnight almost, it seems like. Yeah, you got to you gotta stay on top of it. Like you still it's do, kind of you still want to do a good mix of covers and original songs? I mean, I was kind of always like against covers. I, maybe that's just because like where I grew up, like I grew up where everybody was in a cover band. Mm-hmm. But I think when the pandemic started, I started seeing all these bands that I listened to, like these original bands, they were just doing covers all the time. And I was like, well, you know, maybe it's not such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, are you familiar with the band uh, From Ashes to New? Uh, nah, I wish I could say, I wish I could say it was. I know Asking Alexandria, <laughs> I know that band that starts with an A. That's a great band, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, different band, not quite the same. So, um, so talk about growing up in Wisconsin, man. What was there to do up there? Wisconsin growing up uh, I forgot what it's called but basically you just, just drive everywhere if you have a car you just drive around uh, we have this town named Appleton and the thing to do is you just get in the car and drive up and down College Avenue 
that's that's literally all you do. Well, that's not all they do, but that's like everybody's done that. Uh, another thing is kids will like. Well, I don't know what they do now, but when I was a kid, they I say it like I'm so old. Uh, when I was a kid, kids would like sit in the Walmart parking lot and just sit there for hours with like music going and like they would like tailgate basically in the Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. You a big sports guy? I mean, I appreciate sports. Yeah. What's your team? Well, if we're going with for football, it's definitely got to be the Packers. Like, you don't grow up that close to Green Bay and not be a Packers fan. Uh, growing up, I really liked basketball, so I'm like, a, I'm a big New York Knicks fan. Oh, you're not Milwaukee Bucks? I mean, they just I won the championship. Game. I know. I was at the game. I have two Bucks signed basketballs up there. I live in Milwaukee now. Oh. I definitely appreciate the Bucks, but I got to stay true to the Knicks. Oh, wow. And, you know, this is going to be, I mean, I don't have a great following, but I mean, people are going to be like, this guy went to the Milwaukee, you know, college in Milwaukee and is a Knicks fan? <laughs> yeah. I, well, it was ever since I saw Space Jam, like the original one. I will never watch the new one. Oh, LeBron. Since I watched the Space Jam, uh, Patrick Ewing, I just thought he had like a mean mug on him. And I was like, yeah. I saw the video. You've been doing concerts in in Illinois? Uh, yeah, we we'll, we actually just had our first show in Illinois. And that was this summer. So it was pretty cool. So like, talk about how that all came together. I mean, it was a, it, it was a bar, you know, and it's got a stage with lights on it. It was, I guess it's like somewhat of a club, but it was mostly a bar. Um, uh, what was the name of it? Whiskey's Roadhouse. Literally, didn't I wasn't really too sure what to expect. All I knew was that a lot of bands go through that place, and I was like, well, I mean, if everybody else is doing it, then why don't I do it? So I drove five hours to get there. We played this show. I'm always really sweaty after a show. That's great. You don't really see that in the video, but you can. I could feel it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, then I spent the night at a friend's house who lives in Illinois, and then the next day I drove all the way back up to Appleton which is basically Green Bay. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I saw Midwest. You put Midwest on the on the social media. You know, you're proud of where you're from. But, like, what's the idea behind that? Like, just saying Midwest. Is it just because you want to, like, go throughout those states? Well, I mean, the goal right now is to get down to Chicago. That's the goal. And uh, I figure that that's the, what is that? That's, like, America's third largest city or something like that in the Midwest. So, I don't know. I, I guess there's also, like, the thing of, like, yeah, I'm from the Midwest. You know, everybody else says, like, I'm from the East Coast, I'm from the West Coast, but, like, I'm from the Midwest. Like, we do things a little differently. And I don't know, I would say that we do. We got, like, a different mentality. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not blue, it's not, like, super blue collar, but it is. <laughs> you know? I think traditionally it's pretty blue collar. Mm-hmm. There's definitely places you can go where you'll find, you'll get the blue collar. And uh, I, when I was playing at that show in Illinois, I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to like go out into the parking lot. Cause like you can learn a lot about people's cars. Well, I noticed I it. Anybody ever told you that, but you can, like mm-hmm. you can just look at their car. I mean, don't get caught looking in the windows or anything. But <laughs> you can tell a lot by like a car. Yeah. And there was this big truck that was like all rusted and everything. And it had, uh, what is it? The front license plate was a Confederate flag. And I was like, all right, that's where we are. We're, we're all right. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. You have any advice for people that want to start a band? Start a band. Uh, man, I guess I would say you're going to, you got to know that it's not going to happen overnight. It's a lot of delayed gratification and it's a lot of work. But, and that's not to say that if you work long and hard that it's going to happen. But uh, I, I'm a big advocate of timing is everything and just, you know, having be ready for when the moment presents itself because nothing's going to hurt more than the moment presents itself and you're not ready. So 
always be ready. Mm-hmm. Try to be ready for the next thing. Try to anticipate what's going to happen. And, I mean, once you reach a certain level, like everybody sounds good. Like it's just a given. So you you have to be good at what you do. Like create good music. Mm-hmm. And there's the thing that pushes you over the edge. And I think that that's just being ready and having all your stuff together. I ask everybody. Well, not everybody. I missed the last couple. But what's your thoughts on auto tune? So kind of an industry standard uh i when i listened to really old music before like you know the assistance of autotune was really a thing i am just in awe of it's like how man these people really they really could sing i guess nowadays everything everything you hear on the radio is autotuned or melodyned or whatever and so there's really no getting away from it but I don't think that, that the usage of autotune and pitch correction was not a result of artists wanting to use it. It was a, It's a result of listeners like basically requiring it because if you don't have if you don't sound spot on if you're not absolutely perfect then people are going to say that you're no good so really it the only reason that pitch correction is a thing is because listeners want it it's a good question i like to ask so in 10 years what do you see yourself doing with the musically in 10 years i never plan out 10 years i only plan five <laughs> okay well that's okay well let's say five years Five years, so I will have graduated law school by then, so I'll be out of school for like two years. Uh, I plan on making Scarlet a thing, like continuing it for, uh, you know, up until then for sure. Um, yeah, I guess I just see, I just see success, that's all I see. <laughs> I mean, like, do, do you want to expand or are you comfortable with where you're at and the band's at? No, no, we're always looking to expand. We're always looking to grow. Um, let's see. Well, we did our show in Illinois, and that was the first time we ever played out of the state of Wisconsin. So I'm looking to not only be doing shows in Wisconsin, Illinois, but or not even just the Midwest. Like I'm, I'm looking to go probably over to the Rust Belt a little bit, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana. You know, just spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Definitely putting out more music. I, uh, I'm actually writing a song recently and you know how i told you i sit on i sit on everything so i have all kinds of music that's just oh when did you know like when did you first know that you wanted to sing my mom started me in ear training classes before i can even remember so it's been going on music has been a part of my life since forever um i started playing piano when i was like four did that up until sixth grade then i think it was and i started playing drums in there and then i remember eighth grade is when i was like i'm done playing the piano like it doesn't get any spotlight i want to play the guitar i want to i want to be like slash so i started playing guitar and yeah i never really wrote a song until i was well until i wrote memories that's that's like a super simple song it's only three chords but um i guess it was my first experimentation when it came to you know writing lyrics and putting them to music that song like that song fight this i listened to that that was the first song i ever released is scarlet so that was a single uh i wrote the I wrote the lyrics on the way to the studio. Actually, I didn't. I didn't know what I was gonna say. I at that time I had uh, I had hurt my back and I was gonna need surgery. So I was really. I guess like I was scared. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like I didn't know if something bad was gonna happen during the surgery. You know, like you, you hope nothing happens, but I was concerned. So I ended up writing this song about like fear. Basically, the message is that fear is the biggest thing that you that holds you back, really, and. Uh, you know, it's really just a fight against yourself. So, yeah, you like you fight this ubiquitous mm-hmm. fear that's all encompass all encompassing, and it just surrounds you. But it's ultimately it's holding you back, and 
you're going to benefit so much more if you just, you know. You, you only live once, Ando. You know, you only live once. Right, exactly. That's what I try to do with this podcast. I mean, the downloads, you know, they go up and down, you know, but I, I like, it's just a hobby cast. You know what I mean? I like to, I like to interview people and it's fun. All right, man. Well, uh, where can people find your stuff, man? Uh, you can head over to our Instagram page at Scarlet Official Band, and uh, we got the link in our bio. It's got everything in there. So Spotify, Apple Music, we got our merch store, got our YouTube channel, our Facebook. Everything's in there. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest way to get to everything. What are your social media handles again? At Scarlet Official Band. Zondo, this has been fun, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Okay. Right, sounds good. I'm yeah. going to go eat something because uh, you called me right when I was going to make some oatmeal in a mug, but right now it's just dry oatmeal. So I'm uh, okay. trying to eat it a little bit. Put some, uh, <laughs> put some little extra into that oatmeal, okay? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. All right. All right. Talk to you next time. All right, later, man. There you go. Another one in the books. Um, this week's trivia question was, in 2017, what pop singer released this album in which the album cover is UFO inspired. It was Kesha with her album Rainbow. And we have a winner. It's Fear Innes, um, host of the Horror Pit over there. And of course, can't forget Twat FM. Thanks again for your support. Check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Also, please subscribe Rate and review us on iTunes. Stay safe and take care.